You're very welcome back to uh, the Six Nations podcast with myself, Dave Rafferty, and a former Connacht and Ireland and Wasps uh, rugby player, Peter Bracken. Hello, Peter. How are you? Are you well? I'm very good, Aidan. Thanks for having me on again. It's great to be back on the show. No problem. Great to have you back. And uh, yeah, so it's it's a big weekend for uh, rugby, for Irish rugby at home to, in the Aviva to uh, to Wales. And I suppose it, it's great that uh, Ireland had a, had a great November internationals um, campaign, and it was great to see you know to be able to firm to be able to try out players. Things have, seem to have been uh, fallen into place, especially with the victory over. The All Blacks, uh, maybe tactically and personnel, things are falling into place. Jack Carty is back in the squad as well. There are so many pluses to this side, but by no means will uh, will Wales be, um, you know, will, will, there won't be a pushover or anything. But I think, you know, this being the first game of the campaign and it being at home against uh, a team like Wales, a victory, a victory this weekend will be essential going forward for the rest of the campaign. I agree 100% there, Aidan. Um, um, victory is is paramount if they want, obviously, to win the Grand Slam. That's obvious. But also the championship. And, you know, there's Triple Crown and all sorts. And, you know, every time Ireland go into a Six Nations, they want to win it now at this stage. Like, long gone are the days that, oh, we'll compete. They're, they're out to win it. Uh, they've beaten the All Blacks. Um, team, provincial teams are going well, as you said. Um yeah, so there's no reason. Like, uh, it was a tough um, time for um, Andy Farrell to take over, you know, and th- the team was in transition. And, you know, some of the performances were good, some were average. Uh, but really, over the autumn international, seems things seem to click. And, you know, players are playing well. There's no reason why we can't beat Wales. Wales are the defending champions, but they're not, the team that they were a year ago, I don't think. Um, they, they've been struggling the last year, especially over the autumn, to get some form. But then again, it's the Six Nations, so that could all change uh, come tomorrow. But uh, re- like every Six Nations, it's so tight. Like there's so many teams, they're all good. You know, five of the six teams have a chance. Uh, Wales or Italy are going to get whitewashed. They're going, you know, uh, they're not even going to get close to anyone because the gap is widening between them and the other four uh, teams. Uh, Scotland's best team to have in a long, long time. Um, France. France seemed to be a lot of people's favourites along with Ireland. Um, They really seem to be peaking and uh, sure England can't you know, England are always England. They're always, they can win a Six Nations anytime, you know, so they're always very, very strong. So tight games, tough rugby ahead. It uh, should be very enjoyable. And of course, really, look, you just touched on the England team there, really, you know, you were saying there that they're always tough to beat and they are, but I mean, they're fly half now. Um, Owen Farrell is out injured and there's a, there's injuries to another few of their key players as well. So maybe that might kind of, I know they, they usually have strength and depth, but I mean, Owen Farrell will be a, a key player to have injured and he'd be a huge loss. But I'm sure that whatever, whoever replaces him will be, will be probably just as good but um, you know maybe that that would be another key game for Ireland probably that that would be a deciding one for Ireland really wouldn't it ah well always Ireland England uh, over in Twickenham is always 
uh, massive. Um, Marcus Smith's a brilliant player replacing um, Owen Farrell. That won't be a problem. Gives him a chance. You know, a young blood. He could take over. Could be very difficult to Andy Farrell to or um, Owen Farrell. Sorry, slip the tongue uh, to get back in that squad if Marcus Smith plays awesome, which he will do. Um, so yeah, could we could have seen the last of Owen Farrell? You wouldn't know, uh, like professional rugby and rugby, well any rugby, but any sport. But jeepers, like it's 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 cruel sometimes. So. Um, Let's see how Smith does. I think he'll get the back line going. There's a lot of talent. There's there's not one bad player in the whole Six Nations. So, and even in the second team squads, like every squad now is strong and every uh, team has, you know, a second team, at least two players in every position that can slot in and out without much adjustment and without any lesser talent like Robbie Henshaw's not even on the squad for Ireland like British and Irish Lion like player of the season last year so that'll just go to tell you the talent in all the squads um, so yeah should be good but I suppose really when you look at the I suppose the four the four provinces I suppose they haven't um, Leinster haven't really been able to play that many games I suppose due to games being called off of that due to COVID and things like that uh, looking at Connacht I think I think uh, from Andy Farrell's point of view with regards to squad collection and players I think we will be most pleased with uh, you know how Connacht have been going on because they've been able to play more games maybe than, than Leinster and I suppose you know the players that have come in there with Jack Carroll you know, uh, the hitting uh, great consistency and, and playing very well for Connacht. I think more than more than justifying his selection in the squad. So I suppose really, but overall looking looking at the personnel in the Irish squad, what are your thoughts? And maybe even the the starting fifteen for uh, for the game tomorrow. Yeah, um, front row settled. That that could be a front row for the next fifty caps. You know, I can't see that changing anytime soon. Um, you know, uh, Andrew Porter, yeah, probably, yeah, a few would argue that he's not the best loose head prop in the world, along with Ty Furlong, best prop, tight head prop in the world, um, and a lot of quality in, 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 at hooker as well. So, um, yeah, then front five, you move back. In Henderson is out. Uh, I know he's had a few injuries and, you know, uh, that's kind of held it against them, but Tyke Byrne is back in. You know, James Ryan, like quality there all round. Um, Jack Conan, uh, Keelan Doris, uh, Van der Fleer, like just quality all over the pitch. And then you head out the back line. Um, I'm delighted that uh, Gibson Park is starting and he is now the first choice for Ireland because. You know, it's fairly simple for me. I think people can get over complicated. Ireland play a fast game when anyone but Conor Murray's on the pitch. And then if Conor Murray's on the pitch, everything slows down. So, you know, um, if you want to have two completely different games, which is not a bad thing to go into, because if one isn't working, you need to have to be able to change. So no better man than Murray to kind of settle things if we need to go there. Um, and get a kicking game going and all that. But it's looking like, especially in the last couple of games, Ireland want to play open, fast rugby, which we're, it's in our blood, you know. Um, you know, with this bish bash bosh stuff at the end of 
Joe Schmidt's career into Andy Farrell's start of the career. Andy Farrell seems to be really stamping his authority on everything now and things are opening up. The style of play is, is looking better. It's more enjoyable to watch. Provinces rugby is really enjoyable to watch. So, um, you know, it, it is exciting, but it's no good. Enjoyable rugby or winning rugby can be both. So hopefully it's both, you know. Um, I think most people would take uh, poor-looking rugby to win, but, you know, I, I think Ireland have a nice mix there of good, stylish rugby and w- winning rugby. Um, you know, we, we can, we've been the All Blacks twice in the last three times, you know. We can take anyone now at this stage. But again, the usual crack, you can't get too over-complacent and too big-headed. That's our downfall as Irish people generally, like if we do get above ourselves, we usually get knocked pretty quickly. But again, Andy Farrell, tough Northern Englishman, he won't let that happen either, I don't think. So, um, yeah, it's all good. It's great to see the Connacht in there. It's great to see um, Carty in. I, I would have picked him at least on the bench. Um, I'd actually start giving him runs, you know, starting as well and keeping Johnny Sexton um, in reserve. Um, I think he's, Jack Carty's a better player than Joey Carberry, but that's just my opinion. I'm I'm only a prop. What would I really know? Um, and yeah, good to see Philney Bealham in there. That's what I do know about front rowers anyway, at least, and props. And, you know, he every year he plays, he just gets better, um, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, Keen Healy, still, still an athlete. Um, and, you know, he's getting on now, but he still has a good few years left in him too, you know. So, um, looking forward to this now, to be to be honest, Aidan. Yeah, it's looking, it's looking good for Ireland, but I suppose just kind of on uh, what Ireland would need to do tomorrow to beat, uh, to beat Wales and maybe looking at the Wales team and where their weaknesses are and what, what they need to do against Wales or what, it, what weaknesses to expose in order for Ireland to win tomorrow. Yeah, um, I haven't really researched Wales overly that much, you know. Um, they've a lot of caps, a lot of very experienced players out injured. I know that much. And, you know, that's not easy. But again, it opens up opportunity for younger lads to give them a go, less experienced lads. So, you know, is this a championship that Wales kind of can use as a building block towards blooding players and stuff, uh, with all the injuries of their senior players, um, it might be an opportunity to do that. Or do they just go and try and win every game, no matter what? Depends on the thinking there. Um, it, could very, also, it could be also a case of they've no choice only to try out players if they've they such an injury list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does. It does. It it. Gives chances to to fellas. Um, they're bringing. Oh, I forget the guy's name on the wing. They're bringing him into outside centre. So going from the wing to thirteen, and uh, uh, when Pivik has tried to do that, I think he tried to do it on tour, but he, your man got injured in the warm up game against Fiji or something like that. So it never worked out. So he's given it another goal to see. Um. And he's dropped Jonathan Davis, like that has, I think, yeah, has he 100 caps now at this stage? He's fairly close to it, if not over it. Um, again, so, 
you know, he might be looking to change things up uh, in the back line as well. I can't see any way of Wales beating Ireland um, tomorrow. I think Ireland could actually wipe them. They could put... I think Ireland could beat them by over 20 points. Uh, and, that, and I think that would be key to get to get off their uh, their Six Nations campaign before the, before the next game as well. So, listen, thanks very much, Peter, for taking the time out to do a Six Nations podcast with us. And we look forward to looking back on this game next week and looking ahead to their next, uh, their next Six Nation game. Thank you very much, Aidan. Uh, we'll see you next week. Enjoy the matches over the weekend. No problem. Thanks very much. And that was uh, Peter. That was Peter Bracken, uh, former Ireland player.